here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. Now, let's get right into the word. Now, we've been talking about looking for that blessed hope. But today, uh, we're going to switch gears. Because we're going to go to Colossians and let you know Christ in you. The hope of glory. Now, like I said before, I'm not going to fall out with you if you're still looking for Jesus. Now, the problem would be if you don't receive Christ in your heart today and you're still looking for Jesus. Because there is a nation of people who will not receive Christ today because they have been told that the Lord is coming soon. Now, I've been in the ministry 40 years. I've been hearing this for 50 in the church, that the Lord is coming soon. Now, all those people who did not receive Christ are dead because they really believe the Lord is coming soon because that's what church, the church told them. That the Lord is coming soon. So what happened to all those people that waiting on God? You know what the preacher would tell them? Well, when the Lord come, he's going to raise them from the dead. Well, let me tell you something. My message today will let you know if there will be a resurrection from the dead for you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23 through 29, verse 27 will be our key. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If Christ is not in you, then there is no hope of glory. All right, we'll look at that other part the next time. I'll give you a hint. There'll be no hope of eternal life. See, there will be no hope of eternal life if Christ is not in you. All right, so all of those people that going by what you're saying, the Lord is coming soon, is not receiving Christ today because they're waiting for Christ to come. So let's get into this, shall we? From the book of Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 23. We're going to start there and read to the end of that chapter. Colossians chapter 1. And verse 23 said, if you continue in the faith. Now remember, this is what Paul is saying to the church of Colossus. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. The hope of the gospel? Yeah. Which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is on the heaven where I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, 
to whom God would make known, here it is, to whom God would make known. To whom God would make known. Number one, what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? Remember, whom God would make known. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Whom we preach, Paul says, one and every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man, watch this, perfect in Christ. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So Paul knew that Christ was in him. Now at that time, Paul was waiting for Christ to return. But he said to the people, if Christ is not in you, then you have no hope. Now, that's an awesome statement. You have no hope if Christ is not in you because Christ in you is my subject. We're looking at volume number three, looking for that blessed hope, volume number three, part one, which would be if you're keeping up with the count. This is tape number 13, because we do six tapes. Six tape, volume one, six tape, volume two, tape number 13. Looking for that blessed hope, volume three. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, we're going to have to talk about this. Christ in you. Where's Christ? Christ in you, the hope of glory. And look what God said again in Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 27. To whom God would make known to whom God would make known. So you need God to make known to you the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. You need him to make Christ known to you. See, if you're still waiting for him to return, you need, him to, you need God to make him known to you. Because if you're in Christ, then Christ is in you. Let, 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 me, let me show you something. Let me show you. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let me show you something. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to give you the word. I'm giving you the knowledge of the word. That's my responsibility. My responsibility is not to jump and shout and make you feel good. See, that's what people want. You know, they want, they want Pastor to, to, come on, Pastor. They want all of this stuff, like I'm up here boxing and fighting and kicking and high five. Listen, I'm not out to please you. I'm out to give you the knowledge of God's Word. Now, if you go to a classroom setting on Sunday, on, on, tomorrow, for example, you're in college and you had a college tomorrow and you're, your teacher be in the front of the class, wouldn't you be amazed if he'd be jumping up and down and shouting and screaming? You'd be like, well, wait a minute. What did you say? 
Because really you are there for what reason? What did you say? My responsibility is to make sure I keep my flesh out the way so you will know what I said. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 is where we're at. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if, watch this, if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live, remember, Christ died so you can live. Christ died for you so you can live. If he died for you, then we would live, should not henceforth live unto ourselves. We should not live unto him which died for us, watch this, and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ, watch what it says, after the flesh. We known Christ after the flesh, yet know we him no more. Look at verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, position, what's your position? In Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Watch this word, old things, because we're going to be looking at that today. Old things are passed away. What are those old things? Flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, watch what happened. Flesh is passed away. Old things are passed away. Flesh has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That word new means spirit. Flesh has passed away. All things now become spirit. And all things are of God. That's why they are spirit. Who has now reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us, us given to us the ministry of reconciliation. All right, now let's take this and build on it because we are talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 2 12 while we're there. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. And we want to read that to the end of the chapter. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. It says, Furthermore, then, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, a door was opened unto me of the Lord. Now, we know this door is the door of utterance, which we know is the door of faith. Paul said, I had no rest in my spirit because I found not Titus, my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went from this to Macedonia. Now, then he's going to get into something in verse 14. He's going to say, now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to trump, to triumph in Christ. Now, thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And make manifest, number one, triumph in Christ. Number two, make manifest the savor. The savor of his knowledge by us in every place. The savor of his knowledge. My responsibility is to make sure you get the knowledge of God's word. The Holy Spirit's responsibility is to give you understanding of the word. 
So if I'm jumping up and down and high-fiving and kicking and blowing and spitting, you, you're going to be like, what, what did he say? My job is to take time and give you the knowledge of the Word. You get all of that when the Holy Ghost reveals something to you. We are unto God a sweet-smelling Savior to them that are saved and in them that perish. So that, that's, there's no middle ground. Either you save or you perish. To the one we are the Savior unto death, unto death, and the other Savior of life unto life. So you only have death or life who is sufficient for these things. Then in verse 17, Paul said, we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity. We don't pervert the word of God. We don't corrupt the word of God. But as of God in sight of God, speak we in Christ. See, we are speaking to you in Christ spiritually. We're not here to pervert the word of God, and, and we're not here to corrupt the word of God. And you do that when you, mess, when you add it with flesh. Anytime you add flesh with, with your ministry, you're perverting the word of God. You don't need no flesh in it. Keep the flesh out of it. Hallelujah. All right, now let's move on. Let's show you another one. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. We right there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. My job is to give you the knowledge of the word. I'm going to give you three scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. But if our gospel... This is what Paul said to, 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 to the church at Corinth. If our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Watch how they were lost. In whom the God of this world blinded the minds of them which believe not. How did he blind their mind? With flesh. Religion, tradition of men, that's how people are blinded from the truth. Blind their mind, which believe not, lest the light, this is what God wanted to have in their life, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the light, the knowledge of the glorious gospel of Christ, the light. That's what the light is, the knowledge. My job is to give you knowledge. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, watch this, who is the image of God? If I don't give you the light, I don't give you the image. You don't see Christ, you see me, flesh. I don't want that. I want that light to shine under you. Watch what Paul said in verse 5. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Christ. So we don't preach ourselves. You don't see us for to see Christ. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So God wants us to preach Christ so you can see Christ, not me. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. All right. Now, so what I want to do, let's go give you one more. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Just one verse, 2 Corinthians, chapter number 8 and verse 7. Therefore, 
as you abound in faith. Watch what God told, told the church at Corinth. Therefore, as you abound in faith and utterance, as you abound in everything, you're supposed to abound in faith. You're supposed to abound in utterance and abound in knowledge, in all diligence, in your love to us. See that you abound in this grace also of giving. We're supposed to abound in everything, even our giving, Paul says. Now, now the first thing, because I'm teaching on Christ in you, the hope of glory, I want to teach the rest of this teaching pretty much close to it. Who is Christ? Let's let the Bible tell us who is Christ. So if you're out there in facing the book land, that's what I want you to be able to help out somebody out there to keep up. Who is Christ? I'm going to give you the scriptures, and I'm going to give you who is Christ. Remember, this is, is who in you. Let's find out why today. The first day of the year, 2021. Let's find out if Christ is in you, why did Paul say he is the hope of glory? Let's see why. So let's start number one. Christ in you. Let's go to Colossians. Chapter 1, we're going to start there. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15. Let's start at Colossians. We got a lot of these we're going to share with you. Colossians chapter 1. When you say Christ is in you, what are you talking about? Who is Christ? Christ in me, who is Christ? Now, if, if I forget to give you this one, I need to give it to you. Because it says, Christ is the kingdom of God, dear son. Isn't that something? He's talking about, you, you right there, you right there in Colossians. Let me give you this first. Let's start reading with verse 13. Let me give you this one as the first one. There you go. Colossians chapter number 1, verse 13. Who has delivered us? The Father has delivered us from the power of darkness, and the Father has translated us, watch this, into the kingdom of his dear Son. Who is Christ? Christ is the kingdom of God. See, that's why we taught that the kingdom of God is within you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So first, the kingdom is in you. Let's go down to verse 15, same chapter. Colossians chapter 1, 15, 1, 1 and verse 15. Here it is. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Who is Christ? Christ is the image of the invisible God. Same verse, verse 15. Who is Christ? Christ is the firstborn. Let me slow down because I got somebody out there supposed to be putting it on Facebook for 
Now, all this is going to be on your podcast. But we're teaching, and you on Facebook this morning, some of you are able to teach with me. First of all, he's the kingdom of God. I gave you that already in verse number 13. Then we skip down, and we showed you in verse 15, he's the image of the invisible God. In that same Colossians 1.15, he's the firstborn of every creature. Now, why is that so important? Because the first thing that I read to you was 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 17. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, this is what I said. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So now I take you back to Colossians 1 and verse 15. Christ is, verse number 15, the firstborn of every creature. What you want to look at is, in Adam, we're going to show you that in just a moment. Let's, let's go back and show you Adam. 1 Corinthians 15. Now, let me, I got to finish Carlos while I'm here. Let me just finish Carlos. Because I'm going to take Carlos down to verse 18. Colossians 1, 15 through 18. And then I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So you can write that down. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 through verse 22. We'll do that next. But let's stay there in Colossians chapter 1. Here's another one. I'm going to read all the way down to verse 18. I'm reading verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven. So that means that Christ created you. All things created that's in heaven, that's in earth, visible and invisible, Will they be thrones or dominion and principalities and powers? All things were created by him and for him. Now, we, we want to make sure we put emphasis on that. All things were created by him and for him. Not for you. For him. So God created me for him. God created you for him. Why is Cassandra, why is Minister Hayes is still ministering to you in Psalms? Because God created her for him. That's why it's so important. Why am I still preaching the gospel for 40 years? Because God created me for him. That's why you don't see me giving myself to the world or to the flesh. God created me for him. Think about it. Now, in verse number 17, Colossians 1, 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist, that word consist means exist. Here's another one. He is the head of the body. Now, remember, we are the body of Christ. When you're born of the Spirit, you become the body of Christ. Christ is the head of the body. What do that mean? 
because everything you get comes from the head. Your leadership, your guidance, your thinking, your supply, everything. Everything the body physically gets comes from the head. So I don't have to worry about being taken care of because I know who is the head of this body. What a mighty God we serve, knowing that Christ is the head of the body. Verse 18. I'm sorry, verse 18, he's the head of the body. The church, that's who we are. The church is not the building, we're the church. Then he says, who is the beginning? And we know we're going to look at that a little later because he is the beginning. He is the firstborn. So you can put that down also. We're going to look at that later. He is the beginning. But also we're going to show you he is the firstborn from the dead. Now that, that is very important what I'm giving you because when I give you the second part of this teaching, then you're going to understand that. So I'm going to give it to you again. He is the firstborn from the dead. Now he is not like he was before the cross. So you got to understand, now remember we are after the cross. Before the cross, he was the only begotten son. After the cross, he is the first begotten. But he's the first begotten from the dead. He's the first begotten from the dead. All right, now, let's look at it again. Verse number 18, he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. He's also the beginning. And also he's the, he's the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence or first. First. Now, let's go down to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. 1 Corinthians Chapter 15 and verse 20. What a mighty God we serve. We're talking about who is Christ. If Christ is in you, don't you want to know him? That's the first thing I told you to make sure you touch this verse. I said in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27, I said write this down. To whom God would make known. I don't know if you can flash that up there again for me. To whom God will make known. Colossians 1.27. So God's whole thing is to make him known to you. To whom God will make known. To whom God will make known. What's the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ. God wants to make known to you Christ. I think this is why so many people are so conscientious is that he's going to come. Uh, you know, he's coming. Why don't you start thinking about who in you now? God want to make him known to you. That's Colossians 1.27. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Now, we want to look at verse 20 when we get there. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 20. See, God want to make him known to you. 1 Corinthians 15 and 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Watch this. He's not done. And become the first fruits of them that slept. Now, Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. The NLT said the first of a great harvest. So if Christ is the first of the great harvest, listen to me real good, resurrection has continued from the cross to now. People are still being resurrected from the dead. Every time a person is born of the Spirit, what has happened to that person? They've been raised from the dead. That's why I told you before, you can't water baptize somebody and get them saved. For people to be saved, they have to be raised from the dead. It takes Christ to raise them from the dead. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, once again says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. And verse 21 says, For since by man, by Adam, came death, by Christ came also the resurrection of the dead. By Christ. When you receive Christ, your soul is raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's an awesome thing. You become a new creation in Christ. Once Christ comes inside of you, he raises your soul from the dead. Give you eternal life. My God, my God. All right. Now, let, let's, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 through 22. Verse 22 says, watch this. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam, that's flesh, what's going to happen if you remain there? All die. If you remain in the flesh, you're going to die. Even so in Christ, what, what happened when God put you in Christ? Why do I need to preach Christ? Why do I need to preach Christ and crucified? Why do I need to preach the cross? This is how you get put in Christ. The, the whole argument in churches is how people get put in Christ. You know why people still baptize in water in Jesus' name? Because they say this is how you are put in Christ. Do you know why people take communion in a certain church? Now, a lot of churches don't know this, but one church knows this is why they take communion every week. Because they believe this is how God put Christ in you. Now, those people believe through taking the Passover, God, through the bread and the wine, God put Christ in you. 
Then over here, the people here, they believe that when God put you, you baptize you in water in Jesus' name, God put you in Christ. That is not how you put in Christ. So stay tuned, don't go away. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, now just think about it. Look, look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, let's back up. Chapter 12, I'm sorry, and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Because whoever puts you in Christ makes you alive. So if the preacher puts you in water in Jesus' name, he's saying he's making you alive. When the man gives you bread on the table in a certain church, he's saying you're making you alive in Christ. Let's see what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and verse 13. For by one spirit. Now, who are you going to believe? For by one spirit are we all baptized or put into Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. That body is Christ. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Who's doing that? See, that's what you must understand, Christ. So when I'm reading, go back to Colossians. Go back to Colossians chapter 1. See, you, you, you got to understand the power of the Christ that lives in you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. We're going all the way back to where we began. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Here it is. Who has delivered us, the Father. That's why it starts out in verse 12, giving thanks to the Father, who has made us meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. The Father did it. Who delivered us. The Father delivered us from the power of darkness. The Father translated us into the kingdom of his son. The Father. God the Father. And yet people are telling you that their churches are doing it and their preachers are doing it. And verse number 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Who blood? Christ's blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. We got redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of sin through the blood of Christ. And verse 15, who is the word Christ? Christ is the image of the invisible God. Christ is the firstborn of every creature. Christ, by him, were all things created. Come on, you're a new creation in Christ. How do you get that way? By him were all things created. You've been created in Christ. Things that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, will they be principalities, powers, things of all things were created. Here we go again. All things were created by him and for him. All things. See, you, you listen to religion, tradition of men, telling you when you eat the bread on the table, you're coming more like Christ every day. That's what they tell you. 
When you're baptized in water in Jesus' name, it's when you get the Holy Spirit. It's when God creates you. People are lying to you. That's why I'm giving you the knowledge of the Word. One more time, verse 16, Colossians 1:16. For by him were all things created, including you, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Will they be thrown, dominion, principalities, and powers? All things were created by him and for him. Same person that lives inside of you is your creator. Let's move on. Who is Christ? Let's go to Acts 26 and verse 23. Who is Christ? Let's back back to Acts 26 and 23. Who is Christ? See, the whole thing is you got to know who Christ is. Because this Bible is about Christ. That's why I talked to you last week. And what I talked to you last week was John saw a new heaven and a new earth. He saw a new man and a new heaven. That's who John saw. He didn't see the old man Jacob and the old Jerusalem. He saw a new man Christ. And he saw a new heaven New Jerusalem. Need to get that tape. The Bible is about Christ and the church. The New Testament, that's why you have the book of Ephesians, which is about the church, and the book of Colossians, which is about Christ. This new covenant is about Christ and his church. The book of Genesis is about Adam and Eve. You go down to Abraham, you're talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the fathers, and Jerusalem. The whole old covenant was about Abraham had two wives, two sons. Old Testament, New Testament. The old man and the new man. Acts chapter 26 and verse 23. That Christ should suffer, that Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that shall rise from the dead. Watch what Paul says. In verse 22, he says, Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue to this day, Paul says, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other thing that which the prophets and Moses say should come that Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that shall rise from the dead and show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Didn't he do it? He's the first to rise from the dead. He showed light to the Gentiles. That word light is knowledge, which is the gospel of Christ. Yeah, let, let's, let's show you what happened here. Let's go to uh, uh, Romans 8, 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Got a lot of words. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. 
Who is Christ? You keep saying Christ in me. Do you know really who in you? If you spend more time getting to know the Christ in you, maybe you wouldn't be so busy worrying about the one going to come. God wants him to be revealed in you. But what you want to do is see him coming in there. He's living in you if you're saved. Romans chapter 8. That's where we're at right now. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Just one verse. Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be, watch this, the firstborn among many brethren. The firstborn. So if he's the firstborn, he's the firstborn among many brethren. What a mighty God we serve. All right, he's the firstborn among many brothers. Well, let, well let's look at this. Go to Revelation 1.5. Firstborn among, who is Christ? We take this so lightly when we're talking about the Lord is coming. What about why you never talk about the Christ in you? Now, that's what I need to know about. If Christ is all of this, well, we don't talk about that. We only talk about Jesus coming. Every time we see something happen in America, well, you know the Lord is coming soon. Well, you know the Lord is coming soon. Can't you see the Lord is coming soon? Why can't you ever talk about Christ in you? Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, here, here's some more names, who's the faithful witness. The first begotten of the dead. Now we know why the Bible always said the first begotten. What do you mean he's the first begotten? He's the first begotten of the dead. Remember I told you in the Old Testament before he died, he was the only begotten. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's before the cross. After the cross, we preach Christ. He is the first begotten but he's the first begotten from the dead. Revelation 1 and 5. From Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, or the first begotten from the dead. Here's some more name. The prince of the kings of the earth. Just talking about who's living inside of me. The prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins. This man did that in his own blood. Washed us from our sins in his own blood. And you yet you got people will tell you, when I baptize you in water in Jesus' name, your sins will be washed away. 
when you take communion, pass over on the table, your sins will be forgiven. Somewhere out of line, somebody got to learn something and turn away from this foolishness. The Bible just told you, he washed us from our sins in his own blood. All right. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. Look at Revelation 3, 14. Now, you're still in Revelation 1. Let's stay there. Revelation 1, verse 11. 8, 11, 17. We're going to do a lot of them. 8, 11, 17. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, verse 8. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Verse 11. Verse 8 said, talking about who is Christ. I am Alpha and Omega. Talking about who is Christ. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. Well, if you got Christ in you, guess what? You got the beginning and the ending in you. Watch what else he says. I am beginning and the ending. I am the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. I got to say that again. If Christ is in you, do you know who is in you? Revelation 1, verse 8 says, I am Alpha, I am Omega, I am the beginning, I am the ending. I am the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. I am the Almighty. Do you know who in you? If you're going to be looking for somebody, you'll need to be looking for who's in you. You need to know who in you first. How are you going to know when you see him if you don't know who in you? Verse 11. Revelation 1, 11. John said, I was in the spirit of the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, verse 11, I'm Alpha, Omega, the first and the last. What thou see is right in the book. Send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. In the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Isn't that something? Clothed with a garment down to the foot. Girded about the prop, paps with a golden girdle. His head, his hands were white like wool, white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire. Talking about Christ in you. His feet like to fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. His voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth was the sharp two-edged sword. His countenance was in the his countenance was at the sun, shining in his strength. 
And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. See, you got a whole lot of folk talking about, yeah, well, the Lord coming. Are you ready? Do you have Christ in you? When I saw him as fell at his feet as dead, he laid his right hand up on me, saying to me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of death and hell. Isn't that something? We're talking about looking for Jesus. Do you know who you're looking for? The sun shining in his strength and he's living inside of you. In Colossians 1.27, he said he wants you to know him. Isn't that something? How much time do you spend knowing him? I'm not done. I'm not done. This is an awesome thing. Let's show you that Galatians 1.11. Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 11. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 11. See, this is what happened to the Apostle Paul. Paul wanted to know him. Paul wanted God to reveal himself to him. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. Paul says, but I certify you, brethren. Colossians, Galatia, Galatia, I'm sorry, 1 and 11. I certify you, brothers. <laughs> Paul is talking to the brothers. He said, look, that the gospel is the priest of me and not out the band. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it. But I was taught it by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you've heard of my conversation time past in the Jews' religion. How they're beyond measure while I was in the Jews' religion. I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above men and my equal, my own nation. Being more exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my father, I was jealous for tradition. I was jealous for tradition. Tradition is what I wanted. And the Bible said, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace. Why did he call you by his grace, Paul? To reveal his son in me. What do you think God want to do? See, you keep wanting to look for him coming in the clouds. Why can't you want God to reveal him to you in you? Christ in you, the hope of glory. To Israel, yeah, they was waiting for Christ's return. But why are you waiting for Christ's return? Christ in you. Israel rejected Christ. So they waited for Christ to return. What about you? Is Christ in you? If he is, he is the hope of glory. He's everything you're hoping for. Watch what it says in verse number 16. 
Paul said he called me by his grace. Verse 16, to reveal his son in me. Why you need him to reveal his son in you? That I might preach him among the heathens. You can't preach Christ if Christ has not been revealed in you. God want to reveal his son in you. Paul said, Colossians chapter, I'm sorry, Galatians 1.15, but when it pleased God, separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen immediately. Immediately. I confer it not with flesh and blood. What, what do you think God destroyed in Genesis? What do you think happened in the new covenant? The Bible says old things are passed away. Well, what passed away? Why are you in a new covenant? And a new covenant is called the Spirit. Why no flesh can glory in God's presence? And yet people are telling you, I can baptize you in water, your flesh, and please God. People can tell you, you can take bread and wine off the table today and please God. Listen, no flesh can glory in God's presence. Everything now must be the Spirit. Let me show you a verse, Genesis chapter 6. We'll start here the next service. Genesis chapter 6. Start reading verse 1. We're going to read that down to verse 13. Genesis chapter 6 says, It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, daughter was born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wise of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for he is also flesh. He is also what? Flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they bare children unto them. The same bad men, which were old men of renown. God saw the wickedness of man. Wonder what he saw? Flesh. That it was great in the earth. Every imagination of his thoughts of his heart was only continually evil. Flesh. And the Bible said it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. Grieved him in his heart. And the Lord says, I will destroy man. Well, who is he going to destroy? Flesh. I will destroy man whom I have created in the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things, fowls of the air, and repented me that I have made them. Now Noah found grace in the eye of the Lord. And verse number 13, and God says, The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth was filled with violence through them and said, well, I will destroy them with the earth. So why did God destroy and gave you a new heaven and earth? Because he destroyed the old heaven and old earth. Flesh. 
my time is up. I thank you for yours. First Corinthians chapter number 15. This is how you say. You say by preaching the new man, Christ and him crucified. First Corinthians chapter 15, here we go. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, verse 1, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain, I deliver you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. He was seen of Cephas. He was seen of above 500 brothers at once. He was seen of the 12. He was seen of James. He was seen of Paul also, who was born out of due time. They saw him after he death, burial, and resurrection. He's alive. He's risen. And if Christ is in you, then you're alive and you have been raised from the dead. Your new creation in Christ. Walk in the newness of life. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.